Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Whoa. Hello, it's Melinda from Hoping There Was None on this bonus show here, Financial Abuse. So I'm sorry I haven't done this sooner. I was planning on doing it in October, though. But a couple things have come up, so I know this is very important for me to do now. So I'm sorry. (laughs) We are live, Mr. Awesome. (laughs) That was a a very good burp. (laughs) My my fun co-host. Not in the picture. (laughs) So let's get on this. And again, we do have lots of merriment going on. Little guy is playing something. Who knows what? But you can hear him in the background. He's chatting with his friend. Don't fart. No farting. No farting online. So let's get into this. So financial abuse. A lot of victims don't even realize that they're experiencing financial abuse when they are in their relationship with the person. Now, this could be not only an intimate partner, but also somebody that's a family member. Perhaps your mom or dad have control of your finances, or you have to sign over. Maybe you're living with somebody, an uncle or an aunt, and you have to give them your check. You have no say where those funds go, or it goes to rent or some air quotes, rent, and you don't see a dime of that. So, Or maybe it's put into a savings account. There's just so many different scenarios that go in with that, um, but you don't see a penny of that. Or maybe you're given an allowance, something of that nature. So you don't realize how harmful this really can be and or even that's the thing with your abuser. Now the control that my ex had over our finances, he would, it was just really crazy. He would also shift the blame if something went wrong in the checking account or in the, you know, when we went to balance that checkbook, it had to be to the penny. It was crazy. And if it wasn't, where was I stealing the money from or hiding the money from? And I began to really hate balancing the checkbook. It would take hours to do. And again, if I was off, it we would he would really scrutinize what everything was. And I had to have an answer for everything. I had to have a receipt. I had to make sure that um, I had everything written down, even it was crazy. Otherwise, I was cheating. I was cheating on him. Now, the forms of financial abuse, let me let you know what you can be looking at. This would include ruining your credit by not paying those bills, opening up accounts without your approval, you know, uh, fraudulently, basically, or maybe even making you, giving you documents to sign. You really don't know what they're saying. And they tell you, oh, don't worry about it. It's just for X, Y, Z. And you're thinking, oh, okay, I'm just signing for a small loan when maybe it's instead of a 30,000 loan, it's 60,000 or greater. It could be overdrawing bank accounts, filing for bankruptcy without your knowledge, giving you an allowance, making sure that every cent of that is tracked. You have to turn over any money that you have. So, you know, maybe you went shopping and you have $10 and some change left over and you maybe you pocket that change. Well, maybe you get in trouble. So you might have to turn over every and all of the money that you have. And this person could bum money off of you, maybe giving you a sob story. It could be that, and I met somebody that was just in a new relationship 
couple months old. Well, this person kept giving her a sob story why he needed money. Like, oh, okay. And then one thing left after another. And pretty soon she was giving over a lot more money to him. Now, this person also might refuse to go to work or just stop working. They could call you at work trying to get you fired, something of that nature. Refuse to pay alimony or child support or just really inconsistent. They might lie about their income in order to get a lower support as well. They could also deny if you have children that they are the biological parent, which usually the court says that you have to have some sort of uh, test for that just to make sure genetic testing. Uh, perhaps they're supposed to supply you and your children with health insurance. But again, they can say, oh, I'm not making enough to to support or to have that health insurance. I can't afford it. So then you might end up having to do that out of your own pocket, especially it hurts when you don't have a lot of money at all coming coming to you right now. They could stop paying all the bills, maybe that mortgage statement or the rent bill, so you get evicted. And this goes for when you're with that person and also after you leave. They can stop paying utilities so they're turned off, steal any uh, government checks that you might have, welfare, your maybe your WIC card, so on and so on. If someone maybe is taking an interest in your finances, maybe a son, a daughter, all of a sudden they're like, hey, you have some un money in your savings account, as an example, and they may have some sort of investment opportunity that's too good to be true. They could steal money from you or your family physically, go in through your purse when there's some sort of family party or so on, and all of a sudden people are missing money out of their purses. And also look cautious, a red flag, if they never seem to have money of their own. They're misusing funds very frivolously. They are always behind in their bills. They could destroy property that you own together or that you own. If a big red flag is if someone takes, off a takes out a life insurance policy on you. And I don't think they can do this that much anymore. I think that they have to notify you that they're... But, you know, let me know if somebody knows that. I think they have to let you know, notify you if they're taking out an insurance policy on you or you have to be there. This person can force you to give them your passwords for financial institution, make you change your will, any information on your businesses. You might have to sign over your business, that they're also part owner or even power of attorney. You may not be allowed to have your own bank account, to take out your own loans, to have your own title on your car and your name, uh, or even a job. They just don't allow you to have that. It's all about control. They don't allow you to have control. They're going to take that away by saying, no, you can't do this. You can't have it. My very first home came as a gift. This is our forever home. And that came from Mr. Awesome. I was not allowed to have a home or even a car in my own name. So Mr. Awesome, he's like, hey, you can have this house on your, for me. So my name's on the title, nobody else. I might let him have, might let him stay. I might put his name on it someday. Like keep me. <laughs> keep him. But also a car. I never had a car in my own name. So there was, it was very overwhelming for me at the age of, was I 50? 49, 50 in my late 40s, early 50 or so. I don't remember when, when I was able to get, a car in my name as well. That was just a whole emotional time for me. But anyway, so this person might also demand that you put their name 
um, your account. So what can you do? Try to keep a paper trail, maybe a private ledger that they don't know about of all these instances, maybe when you've lent the money to, um, they could, I'm gonna skip around a little bit. So they might do a smear campaign going back to the red flags at work or school that might make you late. Uh, they don't allow you to even start a career, go back to college, start a business that you really want to. So again, what can you do? They can report you for fraud. They can refuse to finalize your divorce or just really make it lag out there. They could take out a protective order on you. They could go ahead and do this fraudulently, making up some sort of things that maybe you did in retaliation for you leaving or maybe even questioning their motives. This person can refuse you transportation for bills. So when you leave, they might say, hey, if you leave or before you leave, if you leave this house, you are not getting a car. I'm not giving you any money. I'm not giving you any food and you no know, whatever else. You take what's on the clothes on your back. And that's what happened to me. That's what my ex had told me. You leave here, you're never going to get a dime out of me. So again, what can you do? Definitely leave that paper trail, have that private ledger. If you can, especially if this is elder abuse with finances, file a police report. And that might hurt, especially if it's a fa uh, family member that is doing this. But contact an attorney, find out if you're liable for maybe fraud with any of these as well. Contact your credit reporting agencies to find out what is on your credit report. Has this person unpaid bills? Do you have loans that you do not know about? Ask for an alert to be placed on your account, especially if there's some sort of loan or credit card being taken out. You can, they'll flag that and you have to verify. They'll call you and you physically have to verify that it's you making this purchase or taking out this loan, whatever it is. They will decline any big ticket items. And again, you'll have to verify that you are purchasing this. So change your passwords, your pins, try it with something affirming. And I did this before in a video, like um, as an example, I am loved. You can kind of play away around with and add a number there instead of a zero, uh, maybe instead of an E, you put a three there, but anyway, or I'm a survivor, no more, you get the picture. Start squirreling away money, and this is what I did. Anytime that I did laundry, my ex would constantly leave change in his pocket, so what I would do is any money, I, I didn't check his pockets on purpose, because sometimes he would notice, sometimes he wouldn't, and I would take that change from the washing machine, and I would squirrel it away, because I knew I needed to start a bank account, and that was $25 back then, you know, free account, so I had to squirrel away $25, and that's what I did in order to open up that bank account. Try and make, before you leave, any important copies, excuse me, copies of important papers, your bills, your loans, check stubs, any kind of documentations of payments, especially if they're under the table. Contact your employer if you need to, to let them know what's going on. That, that can really go far by letting your employer know, hey, this is what's going on. My ex had tried in vain with my first job that I had gotten after I left him to get me fired. He would, I was a receptionist, but he would call constantly, constantly. I mean, within an hour, he left like 30 messages. And no one, unfortunately, didn't know what time we opened. So these were before the office opened. But still, my, my boss was like, uh, what's going on? something's going on. This they, this person left lots of messages. They also said some really nasty things about you. What's going on? So I had to be up front right. and say... Just again, <laughs> I'm just being awesome. <laughs> we just had pizza a little bit ago. So. Good. Keto. Good keto pizza. So... The <laughs> 
So let them know. And your focus might be off. You And this starts to get noticed, too, with your employer. So please be upfront. Let them know what's going on. And uh, just trust the process. Learn as much as you can to protect yourself. And it can be very empowering. But also, if you have house taxes or any bills with your ex, check the balances on those. It could be if you have a home with them that they might be behind in their taxes if you're trying to split the home and your divorce and so on. So check that. It's very important to check your taxes. And don't go through your ex. Check with whatever companies that you have. Um, you do not need to mess. Try to... Avoid contacting your ex if you can. So you're not alone. Talk to somebody that's an attorney, a state planner, or so somebody, maybe somebody um, in money management that can help you through this as well. And if you need to talk about any other things, I'm happy to listen. By all means, message me privately because I totally get it and understand. But this was really something pressing. I know I needed to get off my chest and kind of talk about I'm going to leave a link to my original blog post here so that's going to be in the comment section so you can see that <sighs> I am going to make this into a podcast as well and that'll be available probably within the next 20 minutes or so if you know somebody that can use any of these tips or maybe doesn't know what financial abuse looks like and this is just a little bit there I can go more into depth but I'm not going to um, if you have any suggestions of your own or did you experience financial abuse I'd love to know because you know I'm nosy put it down in the comments I'm gonna let you go I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you on Sunday yes I'll see you on Sunday for soulful Sunday have a great rest of your week talk to you later bye